everyone. Welcome to The Boot. That's right. It's The Boot. We are recasting classic reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to. This week, we're talking about the 1997 action Freaky Friday Face-Off, starring John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Joan Allen, Alessandro Nivola, and Gina Gershon. I think we don't need to remake this movie because it was already remade. It was called Mission Impossible 2. Directed by John Woo. And lots of faces came Although, that movie didn't have Somewhere Over the Rainbow as a little boy avoided thousands of bullets this being This movie takes off like a rocket. A child is murdered. I think it was two minutes and 51 seconds into the movie. How about that look Nick Cage gives where he sees the kid in the crosshairs he's like, no. But then a milkshake pops up from the <laughs> screen and he's like, oh, we're done with that? <laughs> Boom. Four. Now that is between us. Okay. But you were... In a coma? Nothing like having your face cut off to disturb your sleep. Read the newspaper lately? I torched all the evidence that proves you're you. Okay, so, wow. Looks like you're gonna be in here for the next hundred years! I have got to go. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. (laughs) Did I say that? Sorry, I didn't say that. I didn't make love to. God, I miss that face. <laughs> 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 it's a great uh, drinking game. Every time Nick Cage just like screams die. Every time <laughs> every time Nick Cage dances to Handel's Messiah. <laughs> Um, guys, if you haven't seen the movie Face Off, it is quite a classic of the late 90s high concept action film. You can't and you shouldn't continue listening until you watch this movie. You really have to understand what's happening here. My philosophy about most films, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this to you, but oh, I, I feel like do. any movie that's ever made is a miracle. Because it's so hard to make. Yeah. But when you come across a movie so bananas Mm -hmm. in its initial pitch and it gets made, it's like staring at an albino turtle. It's like one in every (laughs) 10,000 movies you get a movie like this. And here's the thing. John Woo directed the hell out of this. He really did. It should be terrible in the worst way. And it's awful in the best way. Again, if guys, if you don't know this, this movie is about Nicolas Cage playing a bad guy, facing off against John Travolta playing a good guy. And, to and you get... might think that that's why it's called Face Off, but that's not true. That's not true, because later, to save the city from a giant bomb, which has like a three-day tick on it, John Travolta elects to have like massive cutting-edge surgery to transform himself into Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage's character comes back out from the coma. He transforms into John Travolta. They fucking Freaky Friday. And then they go at it as their roles reverse. So what's happening is John Travolta is playing Nicolas Cage playing Caster Troy. Yes. And vice versa for Nicolas Cage. I guess the trivia says that these guys like spent a couple weeks like coming up with different characteristics and tics that each certain character would have. But I really feel like what happened was they got together. They decided that Sean Archer would have a certain set of ticks, Caster Troy would have a certain set of ticks, mm-hmm. and then they agreed on it. And then when they walked out of the room, Nick Cage was like, "I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want." <laughs> and John Travolta had to sit there and be like, "You're not really doing it, bud." 
That's not how I, that's not what we agreed on. I'll say this. I bought this movie <laughs> because it was $3.99. Oh, you, this week you bought it. I bought it. this movie <clears throat> because it was $3.99 to rent on iTunes and it was $4.99 to buy it. And I said, yes, Howie Mandel, I will take that deal. <laughs> And I bought this movie and now it sits every time I open my Apple TV, it's like purchased. Do you want to watch Face Off <laughs> again? You know what? That's not a bad investment. And guys, if you haven't seen it, so. go over to Kenna's house. She yeah. owns it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll make you pop. My door is always open. There's generally a baked good. We have so much to talk about, but we got to get into the uh, the news this week. Lee Wanell writing Escape from New York remake for Fox. Uh, we just talked about Lee Wanell remaking bah, 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 the, the Invisible Man, Man and the Dark Universe. Um, not for the Dark Universe, but just a, a standalone for Blumhouse. Well, now, he, just days after closing a deal to write and direct that movie, the Australian-born filmmaker is set to at least write the remake of the 1981 classic starring Kurt Russell. No word whether he's going to direct it. Um, uh, I don't know if he can do double duty on two movies. Especially one right after the other. Yeah. Because this is, well, we, this is coming out several weeks apart because of the way we record. But this um, news came out, Maybe two, three days after The Invisible Man. I really loved uh, Upgrade and your huge Saw devotee. Um, so there's something here in here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where is it? Yes. One of uh, Wanell's goals is to avoid the bloated tentpole remake path that afflicted the reboots of other 90s era movies such as Robocop and Total Recall. So I'm, I'm wondering, like... What does that mean? What is, is this not going to be like a big summertime event movie? Is it? Is he going to try and release it sort of like in an indie channel? I feel like by virtue of the way he has uh, made films in the past, low budget, generally horror or genre, um, yeah. I, that's probably the way he's going to try to make it is very run and gun, possibly in the in the vein of... of um, the John Carpenter style. Like I can, I can see that being the appeal of hiring him. So I think that's the type of filmmaker he is very resourceful and uh, respectful of the genre and of the original. I think it could be really cool. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours and you're a free man. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. I'm always going to be happy for Lee Wanell uh, to be making movies because I think he's uh, I think he's a great filmmaker and I love to see a a, a horror guy making um, more accessible movies. Yeah, I'll say. And, and especially in this idea where he's like, I'm going to try and avoid the mistakes of those other movies. Yeah, like RoboCop, for example, was one of my favorite movies. The remake is terrible, and now he's KFC's Colonel. Like, that's how bad this can go. I'll say this about the RoboCop, though. I I buy it. I buy Colonel Sanders RoboCop. <laughs> it definitely makes me want to eat KFC over Popeye's, but Popeye's is better. Don't get me started about fast food chicken. Friends, go to Kentucky. Eat <laughs> Colonel Sanders' uh, cousin's chicken. I think it's his cousin. Lee's famous recipe chicken is the best fast food chicken. I won't hear anybody else say that it's Popeye's or Church's or Bojangles. I'm going to stop talking about this now. All right. Um, Let's move on. Let's talk about Jacob's Ladder. 
which if you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, I'm going to ruin it for you because the time limit on spoiler alerts is over. And we have to talk about it because Jeff Bueller, the guy who is writing his reimagining of the 1990 Adrian Lynn classic, has said that he is writing a new twist ending to the movie. Okay, so Jacob's Ladder about Tim Robbins, who is a soldier coming back from the Vietnam War. He starts seeing visions of death and things he can't explain. And at the end of the movie, surprise, we find out that he never came back home from the war and has been dying the entire time we think he's alive. If you're frightened of dying and and you're holding on, you'll see devils tearing your life away. But if you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels freeing you from the earth. It's just a matter of how you look at it, that's all. But now we're not going to get that. They're going to make a whole new movie, and they have promised, Jeff Bueller has promised us that he has come up with a cool twist that's different from the one in the original, but has the same spirit. He says, you're following the story with these characters, and then all of a sudden everything gets flipped on its head, and you're like, whoa, things are different than I thought. And I'm assuming he means for the characters as well as for us, because we expect Jacob's Ladder to be something, and it won't be. And I think that's kind of exciting. Why not remake a twist ending with a different twist. Yeah, I mean, or or else it would just be the Psycho remake. Right. Which was an experiment in just reshooting the same movie frame for frame. Yeah. And it failed miserably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the only thing that was different, I think there was like a masturbation scene about Vince with Vince Vaughn that nobody needed to see. Right. Which, who directed that? Gus Van Sant. Gus, right, okay. This is what we're talking about, people. We don't need movies that are exactly the same, rehashing the same stuff, Shot for shot, just doing service to the fans. I want to see yeah. something fresh. I want to see um, exactly what they're doing. Updating it, it's about soldiers who, who are coming back from the Middle East and their experiences. And we are going to get to see uh, something that's new for our generation. What if this time they never went to war? Oh, And I they like just that. imagined the whole <gasps> thing. They imagined all the... Ooh. And they just decided not to sign up. <laughs> It's the way it flashes back is it's literally them like holding a pen to paper and then they're like, (gasps) it's like Final Destination. Yeah. They never get on the plane. They never get on the plane. And then Jacob's Ladder 2 is the war coming to them. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't people, why aren't we writers? Why don't people hire us to make things? Uh, All right. Is that it for this week? Yeah, that's it. That's great because we have so much of the animal to get into. Can't wait. This is our reboot of Face Off. Wow. We've got something in common. We both know our guns. What we don't have in common is that I don't care if I live, and you do. Sean, that hurts. You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Why don't you come with us? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some shit up. It's more fun. Shut the fuck up. You watch your fucking mouth! about to unleash the biblical plague hell deserves. But I'll give this shithole a break if my brother and I walk. Bullshit. Oh, oh no, I, I see, I see. You, you think I'm bluffing. Maybe I am. But then maybe I'm not. More importantly, what would you do with me locked up? You'd drive your wife and kid crazy. Say, how is your daughter anyway? Is she right for you by now? Your darling Janie, your little peach, is she right? Right? <laughs> Face Off, the 1997 action movie directed by John Woo, director of such classic crime and action movies as Hard Boiled, 
sort of Hong Kong classic gun fu movie and Broken Arrow, one of your favorites. We're going to do Broken Arrow at some point. Stars John Travolta as Sean Archer and Caster Troy. Yeah, I Nic- guess. Nicolas Cage as Caster Troy and Sean Archer. Joan Allen as Eve Archer. Alessandro Nivola as Pollux Troy, Caster's uh, weird brother. And Gina Gershon as Sasha Hassler, Caster's baby mama. Yes. Let's start with our rule. I yes, feel like that's we have a, a rule this we week. We have a rule this week. Not, it, it, instead of just finding two actors to swap faces and performances, we're also going to swap the cast on a gender level. Mm-hmm. So we're casting. Which is something we've done before. Yes. Just on our own. But we've never forced each other to do it. Right. And I think this is a good idea because I wanted to talk about actresses who could maybe stretch like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta do. Mm-hmm. I was I was really excited to talk about two actresses that maybe could kind of probably not do the same thing, but mm-hmm. could come up with their own thing together that would still be entertaining. Yeah, it's I I found this to be a little bit of a challenge because I think my initial reaction was to cast people as crazy as Nick Cage and John Travolta. And then I thought about it and I was like, I think I'm going to go in the other direction real hard. And just put some real serious actresses because I think it would be fun to see to see people who can really, really act uh, give this to us. Not that I not that I think that Nick Cage and John Travolta aren't doing their best. Yeah. But I I would just be really fascinated to see what two people taking taking this seriously would do. I I, I kind of went the same route. <gasps> Um, so it'll be interesting to sort of see who you got. I, I think maybe – how do you want to do this? Do you want to do Sean first, then Caster? Or do you want to do your Sean and Caster, my Sean and Caster? Oh, oh. What do wow, you, I wasn't prepared for Because they're so um, linked, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One plays the other plays the other. Why don't you okay. – <laughs> why don't we do them together? Why don't you do your you Sean? say them at the same no. time? <laughs> One, two, three. We'll pull our guns out. <laughs> At the exact same time. We both know our actors. <laughs> no, why don't you say you're Sean and Caster and then explain like why you picked them for each. Well, first of all, I took this as a great opportunity to cast a couple of actresses in their 40s. I didn't want to just do like action movie women, which uh-huh. sounds weird, but is definitely a, a type of actor that I think Hollywood casts certain women into. Yeah. Um, and so I, I stretched my brain into the women over 40 category and there are lots of wonderful people there and so for my caster i picked awards darling rachel weiss oh and for my sean i picked awards darling kate winslet whoa <laughs> so <laughs> some smelling salts right there <laughs> um And part of me just loves the shock factor because here's the thing. Both of these women could act the socks off of these roles. They could because they're good and they're professionals and they could do it. I think I decided to go with Rachel Weisz because after seeing The Favorite, I think we get a taste of her as a truly... What's the right word? Conniving. Conniving. Also comedic. Truly anybody who can who can live inside of a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Mm -hmm. I think you have a a sort of wicked mind. And I think I could see her 
developing the character of Caster and then shifting down into the gear of Sean and us believing it. I was in a coma. Jesus, you're still so fucking paranoid. Aren't they giving you your medication in here? What was my medication? Alex, I hand-fed you those pills for years. Vivex. I haven't forgotten that. The reason I picked Kate Winslet is because I honestly just don't think she gets enough she gets enough roles that let her have a lot of fun because people consider her to be this very serious actress. But when you see her in stuff like The Holiday and she's like fun and whimsical and cute. You're I mean, like, that's a different tone. than Right, right, right. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> that. You guys, if you've seen The Holiday, then you'll love Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you cut these two women loose in a movie like this, uh-huh. the results would be shocking. But not in the way that it's shocking currently. Uh, you know what, Kenna? I'm buying it. Thank I'm, you. I'm buying a ticket to this movie. First of all, you're absolutely correct on Rachel Vice and The Favorite. That movie is awesome. Yes. She's great in that movie. And I, I think I've seen a significant amount of her work to say that, yeah, that was kind of the first time that I felt that she was, you know – the sort of mastermind of yeah. her own destiny. You see her like <clears throat> giving levels that you hadn't seen in her performances before. Yeah. And I think for Caster, I think that's really important. Like he's always two steps ahead. Like whether whichever actor is playing him, uh, this is going to be a nightmare to pull clips. <laughs> you know, it's like. Who is playing yeah. who? Guys, if you hear Nicolas Cage's voice, I don't know who. He, <laughs> like you're just going to have to trust me that he's either Caster or Sean. But like, if John Travolta sounds sad, he's shot. <laughs> yeah. If he sounds crazy and also sad, he's Caster. <laughs> but like, I I love when when it's right after the switch and Caster has to find the bomb and he's like, I'm gonna make a new play. He he completely sees the board. He even tells his brother, like, you're not even seeing it. Like, imagine me being the hero of the city. The first thing I need you to confess to is the location of the bomb. What about our ten million dollars? What about when I become an American hero for defusing the bomb? What's that worth? Know that. Thank you. Next question. Imagine me being in charge of this entire arm of the police force. Because if there's one thing that L.A. would applaud you for, it's for stopping a bomb from blowing up the L.A. Convention Center. Right. The most important the building. The most important building in L.A. <laughs> um, now, Kate Winslet, <clears throat> I'm going to agree with you, Yes. <laughs> I think she's the most shocking one because you're right. Like she's never done an action movie. Right? She's um she was and I never saw this movie, but I remember being like, oh right, I remember seeing commercials for Triple Nine. I don't know if you remember that. Triple movie. Nine. Um and being like, oh, Kate Winslet is in this movie as like a like a sort of like uh, overarching um like businesswoman villain. Yeah. Um and being like, oh, good for her. This is something she's doing. And so I think it's something she might be interested in is taking on a more like physical action role than she's been really allowed to do at this point. I'm I'm definitely going to award her the the capability to play the tortured Sean who like the, right. the the father who's lost his son and is like hasn't really recouped from that loss, which is what drives him. And <clears throat> and and mm-hmm. anytime he loses a uh, I was going to say a coworker, but, you know, an agent, it like really only drives him more to catch this guy. And I think that as a pair, I think that's a really, really fun choice. Mm-hmm. And I sort of oh, – well, here's a question. I, I was going to say I sort of see your version as more of like a global version than just like dropped in L.A. Unless you think they're both doing the American accent. Either way. Either way. Honestly. 
I because it doesn't have to be set in LA. It could be like, oh, we're here and the bomb is in Germany or Spain yeah. or whatever. Let's say you're the director and the studio is like only one of them can have an accent. Who are you? Who are you making do the American accent? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good choice. Because a, a villain, we allow villains to be foreign. Right. It's a very American thing. Right. Okay, um, so you definitely picked very award-winning actresses. I did. Um, mine, I guess, in comparison, edge more towards the blockbuster. Okay, lay it on me. So for Sean, I ended up picking Emily Blunt. Okay. And for Caster, I ended up picking – because no actress better than her has ever wanted to transform more. Oh, boy. <laughs> I picked Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> And so here's I I here's why. Um I think particularly in Scarlett's case, mm-hmm. I think about her playing the role of Sean okay. really really well as someone who I now I just can't get Asian jokes out of my head. But I was going to say <laughs> so she's an assassin for the yakuza. That's what and that's what we're going yeah, with. Yeah, so she it, Caster Troy is, you know, Caster <laughs> Ch- Choi. <laughs> That's not that funny, but it is. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I I really saw her as the the one who could take the role of Sean being trapped in Caster's body and really delivering like a powerful performance. Specifically, when she's she when uh, Sean is trying to convince Eve who he is. Last time I saw you was in this room. We had a fight when I said I had to go away again. I spent the night in Mike's old bed. And for Emily Blunt, I I I just wanted her to just kind of have crazy fun yeah. as caster. Because I think she she feels more this is really weird to say, but she she feels more, I guess, on the side of light than Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson kind of does. Like Scarlett yeah, often plays I would agree. like kind of femme fatales a little bit. And I think Emily Blunt could be sort of like that straight arrow agent and then just, you know. You give her the script and you're like, hey, just be a fucking psychopath. And I think she really have fun with it. And I think she's incredible. Yeah. So those that's my pair. That's my par. I really, I really like Emily Blunt as a choice because I think this is something that would shock audiences. But at the same time, we wouldn't be surprised right. by it. And if there's one thing we learned from Edge of Tomorrow, which is what that movie was called, yeah. right? It's that she can she can fully nail an action flick. Um, and totally do a blockbuster. Yeah. And I think much in the same way that you complimented my choices, I think watching these two women together acting out scenes as each other would be very fascinating. I Yes, I agree. I think that's a testament to this crazy concept. Yeah. Because, like, originally the this film – uh, you probably read the trivia that it's like they wanted Stallone and Schwarzenegger. I didn't read the trivia and I'm kind of kicking myself because I feel like I missed them. They had lot. like crazy pairs of people. It was like Pacino, De Niro, Harrison Ford and someone else. And the, like they all just sounded like awful. But they like – it sounds like they wanted to pick like a classic pairing. Yeah. Not just – Two good actors. The two craziest people they yeah. could find. <laughs> all right. I'm on board. I'm on board. Let's make this movie. Eve Archer, played by Joan Allen, kind of a secondary character until maybe the last 35 minutes. Like in, until she realizes who Sean is. She's she's always there's like Eve, if, Eve is in the movie less than 
John Travolta talks about sleeping with Sean's <laughs> wife to Caster. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the the run about him like, like taking advantage of her. Every time he more, sees him, he's like, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, but I think by the time she she, she didn't figure it out, but like she believes right. she, um, which I have lots Sean. of questions about because she's a doctor and so she she confirms it uh, biologically mm-hmm. that this is true um, through their blood types. But something I couldn't quite settle with is that at the end of the movie she kisses Nicolas Cage. And I was like, even if you knew that your husband was like, like this was just a facade and your husband was really inside, but they've spent so much time hating this man because he murdered their child. Right. I would be like, now you got to fix your face. <laughs> fix like, your face and then we'll, right. then it would, we'll return it would, to normal. It would be like She's if so someone easily. put like Osama bin Laden's face on. But then was and like. came to you and was like, I am your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to stop. <laughs> Please believe me. Please believe me. You'd be like, get out of my house, Osama It just Laden. leads me to wonder if maybe she, because here's the thing. And I feel sorry for John Travolta and the fact that they make fun of his appearance quite a bit. And he is the one who has to deliver the lines that mm-hmm. are like, I don't know what I hate worse, your face or your body. I don't know what I hate wearing worse. Your face or your body. I mean, I enjoy boning your wife, but uh, let's face it. We both like it better the other way, yes? But I kind of feel like Eve was like, ah, I hate Caster Troy the man, but physically I think I got an upgrade. Do you think she thinks that? From Travolta to Nick Cage? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Like, did they change everything? I guess that, okay, I have two trains of thought. Okay. One... I agree with you that, like, it's weird when she, like, totally falls in love with right. Sean as Nicolas Cage's yeah. face. But I guess the subtext is that, like, this is them healing from what this guy, this monster has done to them, right? Right. And then at the end, they adopt Caster's little boy and, then like, he replaces the little boy that they lost. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> but the other thing I was thinking of, um, the surgery – Right? Like, they had to hold the surgeon hostage, and at any moment, he'd just be like, fuck this, and just, like, kill Castor Troy on the table. And it's like, instead, he deliberately was like, I'm going to do every part of this procedure to make Castor look like Sean. And I was like, yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Again. And then he just murders them. (laughs) The FBI was also there. And and Tito. And Tito. (laughs) Okay. So, for my Eve... Gender swapped, baby. Steve. Uh, <laughs> it's Sean and Eve, not Sean and Steve. <laughs> I didn't need Shauna to say. Shauna and Steve. Um, I I wanted to pick a guy who I've always found to be kind of like a really good-hearted guy, and I I had to like look up to see if in his real life he was he was okay, <laughs> and now I'm like forgetting whether or not he. In his oh. personal life, had any like weird weirdness? I don't want to. I don't want to know if he's someone I perceive as nice and isn't. I can't. My heart can't take it. Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay, so Wikipedia says that there's nothing really bad. Um, I picked Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy and Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I just always. He's have, an actor. He's an actor, <laughs> but not the one that you would have picked. But I always. I just thought that he's he's someone who would kind of play this. 
I guess maybe because he plays a doctor on TV. I was like, well, Eve's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> no, but totally I, fits. I've always, I've always, he's been someone that's been on my mind for this like whole podcast. Like, oh yeah, Jesse, Jesse Williams. Uh, but I always, I just thought that he could play that kind of good husband, I guess, who, who, who wants to rebuild their relationship mm-hmm. and is worried that her, his wife, this is getting confusing guys, isn't it? <laughs> Worry that his partner is sort of losing themselves in trying to bring justice to this criminal rather than, you know, mm-hmm. kind of move on as a family. You're going back on assignment again. Just one last time. I'm not going anywhere. That's what you told me. Oh. You don't need me to tell you what to do, Sean. You never have. So go. But go now. So that's why I picked him. I have never seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Fight me. I don't care. I think it's trash. But I love Cabin in the Woods. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is the guy from Grey's Anatomy. But he's really great in the movie as the sort of nice guy. He's supposed to be like the um, genre-defying, nice, smart, hot guy. And yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? Isn't that what this whole whole experiment (laughs) and why not? (laughs) That's what this whole podcast is. <laughs> Why not? That's a Hillary Duff song. Um, Who'd you pick? Okay, so <clears throat> I honestly kind of got on a little. Uh, I tried to create a world where I picked older actresses and like younger actors because I was like, listen, right. if Tom Cruise is like seventy five now and can date thirty year old women in movies. Why can't Kate Winslet have a 20-year-old husband? But I decided not to do that because I th- I had an idea that I thought was more fun. Um, and so I picked, uh, for my Steve, Daniel Craig. Whoa. Because he's married to Rachel Weisz. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's so funny. And I and I think he is such an interesting actor in that he is he has he made his name as James Bond, but he is also very like Funny and odd and interesting. Um, I think this would be a lot of fun for him. I I actually kind of had a similar thought. It was like, let's cast action stars for the like the the like significant <laughs> for, the for, the, for the latest. <laughs> no, for the significant other roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and just put them in there and be like, off the top of my head, like yeah, like a Daniel Craig or like a Henry Cavill, and be like, oh, Henry Cavill's in this movie. He's gonna like kick ass. He does oh no, he's nothing. He's gonna throw a chair at somebody. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I think that's funny. I think that's really great. I just recently watched a couple of his like earlier Bond films, and he's so arrogant in them. I was like, hey, this is actually kind of it's kind of funny how he just like completely dismisses everyone in that movie. It's strange because I also recently watched Casino Royale, and because it's on Netflix, that yeah, might have been that's why I-, it, I saw somewhere it was on Netflix, and I was like, well, screw everything else, I have to watch. And it's so fascinating because it's like now he's a little bit older and so like James Bond is a little more like grizzled and his mm-hmm. backstory is out there. But when he first sort of like comes on the scene and is this like young, cocky, I love him. <laughs> that sentence doesn't need finishing. Right. I think we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, let's move on to Pollux, played by Alessandro Nivola. I don't know. What else has he been in? I could have looked this up earlier, but I didn't. <laughs> Um, Jurassic Park 3, American Hustle. I've seen those movies. Uh, and I don't remember him in it. Um, Selma, how strange. Um, yeah, so this person is 
Castor's brother. So in this case, it would be Castor's sister. sister. And my Castor was Rachel Weiss. Uh, and so I picked a really strange choice for my Pollux because Pollux is the more Pollux is the brains of the operation. He's yeah. the guy who built the bomb and uh, Castor essentially protects him from all physical harm so he can sort of do his thing. But he's also like a little shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I picked <laughs> I picked for my Pollux Katie Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> That might seem like a weird choice, but I liked it for her because if the part is to be this sort of second fiddle to an assassin and to be the backup to an assassin, but also be the person that they love the most in this world, I was like, I want to see Rachel Weiss and Katie Holmes as sisters taking on the world. You didn't deviate from the plan, did you, Pollux? Well, how long do you want me to sit here twiddling my thumbs? Pay for the jet. Save us some time. If I didn't love you so damn much, I'd have to kill you, bro. I hate when you call me bro. I'm going to be honest. I hate Katie Holmes. Oh, I'm sorry. For like, you. I watched, <laughs> for me, for all of us, like, she, like, I can't watch any scene of her in Batman Begins. Really? And I recently was forced to watch First Child or the, what's the one where she's the first daughter? Oh, first, wait, is that, is hers Michael first daughter? Yeah, Chasing Liberty is the okay. Mandy Moore one. Um... I mean, that movie is pretty bad. It was also shot in my college, but... Um, Humble brag. She is unwatchable. Um, was she recently in a TV show that got acclaim? Or am I thinking of someone... Am I thinking of Maggie Gyllenhaal, who replaced her in The Dark Knight? You did. You, she did. Oh, let me find her. What has she done recently? Did she just <laughs> escape Scientology and just, like, hide underground? I think the last... Oh, wait, that's weird. She's uncredited in Ocean's 8? She was Logan Lucky was the bat, last big movie. She, she was did. in Logan Lucky. Yeah. Was she the mom? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I just I even erased her from that. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So I'm sorry. So okay. Well, but it's funny because I picked someone that you absolutely hate oh, for this character too. Oh boy, I can't wait. I picked Cara Delevingne. Ah, I hate her. <laughs> I hate her. You know what? I suffered through Valerian this week. It's. I didn't even finish. I've watched. I've tried to watch this movie three times. It's unwatchable, but yet I still found her somewhat entertaining. I feel no. like she was a standout. No, really? Yeah, a, in a movie in a movie that is utter garbage. I was like, I at least can watch her. I also liked ugh, Paper Towns. I really liked her in Paper Towns. Ugh, she's the worst. All right. <laughs> How did we do that? Get out of my head. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's move on to Sasha Hassler, played by Gina Gershon, who shows up, man. She Listen, I think the supporting cast of this movie shows up so hard for each of their parts. I think that's part of the reason that the movie actually sells pretty easily. The supporting cast is really holding things up. And Gina Gershon is the cornerstone. Okay. We have to talk about the brother-sister kiss. Do you remember that? The brother-sister. Oh, with her. Uh, who's the guy who plays the ball guy? He's like a he's like a very famous. Dietrich. Dietrich. But he's. Who What's he? his name? He's played by they're, Nick Cassavetes. Their brother and sister? Yes. And so. Wait, in, what? Yes. And so in the shootout, when Dietrich gets shot in the neck, I think by Which, John Travolta. Pure comedy. He says something. I think he tells him to get out. And then. As she leaves, he grabs her and kisses her on the mouth, fucking Jamie Lannister, Cersei Lannister style. 
And then in the trivia, there's some <sighs> weird, like, left out thing where, like, Caster and Dietrich had a three-way with Dietrich's sister, and they didn't know who fathered Adam. What? Yes. Yes. I should have read the trivia. Oh, my god! <laughs> so, like, there's a storyline that, like, Gina Gershon plays this, like, weird, like, incestuous female gang member. That's so weird. It's really weird. Why did weird. they do that to her? Ugh. But I don't think they... I don't know. That's so rude. Well, they made it well, a little I think, bit better. I think she and Nick Cassavetes came up with it. And John Woo was like, cool. But other than that... No. Other than that... Uh, actually, there is one other moment if where... If you I'm, as an actor are like, my instinct is really telling me that like I'm in love with my brother. As a director, I'd be like, your instincts are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I am driving this boat. Don't make me run it straight into a tree. There is one other moment that also kind of bewildered me, which is when Nick Cage as Ka- uh, as Sean goes to – oh, boy. How do I explain this? Nick Cage goes back to Caster's house as Sean, mm-hmm. and he is, he's trying to, like, find out information about, like, where the yeah. bomb is or whatever. And he runs into Sasha, and she's like, what are you doing here? What do you expect me to do? Just like lay down and like make love to you. And then she lays down and starts like kissing him. I'm like, yeah, this is a really strange swing from like a really strong woman to someone who like it was the idea that she just like can't well, help I mean, herself around Caster. What do you expect me after all this time? Just to just to jump on you. Is that what you expect? That's not what I meant. What did you mean? Huh? Is this what you meant? Huh? That? How about this? Is that good? Well, I mean, isn't that the way men would write strong female characters in a movie like this? That's true, I guess. She's strong in so many other ways, except when it comes to her one weakness, which is men. (laughs) Am I right, ladies? Who did I pick for Sasha? Here are my criteria. (laughs) They had to be dark and mysterious, just like Gina Gershon. Okay. They had to be able to – I think that they had to exhibit that quality of like they're one of the crew, I guess. Like they live sort of underground. And they had to look like like my caster played by Scarlett Johansson would actually want to have sex with them. Like I was going through this whole thing. (laughs) I was like, man, it's really hard to pick like a love interest for Scarlett Johansson. And then I remembered she's dating fucking – what's his name from SNL? Colin Jost. Colin Jost. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) She has wildly weird tastes. Okay, whatever. Um, I ended up picking Rodrigo Santoro from Westworld. And then I was like, man, he kind of plays – That's a good choice. you know, the – I don't want to say boy toy, but like – He's like – he's an outlaw. He's He's an outlaw, but he like is servant to – like an alpha female. And I was yeah. like, that's kind of, that kind of fits right in this pocket. So yeah. that's who I. Ooh, he's very dark and mysterious. He's very dark and mysterious. Oh, that's a good choice. Thank you. Because this is such a weird part to be like, they're essentially a, a gang member, drug dealer. Baby mama. Baby mama. Like, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a great character no. to cast, but I do feel less bad casting a man in that part. Sure. Because, you know. History. Men are trash. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, so I sort of went the same way and that I just wanted to get somebody in this part who um, is super sexy, um, very much more like action oriented because clearly they need to be like handling guns, beating people up, being a general G. What? <laughs> I don't know how to explain myself. Um, so I went with someone I truly love 
Jai Courtney. Ooh. He's also quite a bit younger, which yeah, was, solidarity. He, he was on my list. Yeah. He was on my list. I love Jack Courtney. I think we both like – well, you love Jack Courtney. I, yeah. I really like Jack Courtney. We're not there yet, but I think he endeared me in, when he showed up on Wet Hot. Um, was it the first day, of, first day of camp? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's wonderful. Uh, all right. Anything else? Should we close this out with some B-peps? Let's do it. Guys, where does Barry Pepper go? Where'd you put Barry Pepper? Um, I made Barry Pepper Dr. Malcolm Walsh, Ooh. played by Comb Fjord. Yeah, we were close. I made him Hollis Miller, played by CCH Pounder. Oh, so you did the gender swap all the way yeah, around. All the way around. Okay. Well, Touche. We, 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 were, we were close. <laughs> Either way, sorry, B-Peps, you're getting lit on fire. How did he capture, like, all of those people? Also, I'll say this. I thought that they were going to shy away from being like, this is what he looks like without a face. And then when they showed it, I was like, yeah. Yeah. This is what, I, honestly, I would have watched this whole movie if it was just Nick Cage without, without a face. face. <laughs> you should have read the trivia because, like, he refused to look at the faceless makeup. He it's had, like, like all the mirrors, <laughs> he had, like, all the mirrors, like, blocked because he just didn't want to see it. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of little things about this Tell me. movie. Um, I guess we'll start with why did they give Sean a haircut during surgery? Like they removed <laughs> his face. Why not after? <laughs> then gave him a haircut. Yeah. Then put on a face. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the intricacies of this surgery. Well, come on. <laughs> you so. know that's not what you should be doing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. And I think a doctor would know the right time to give somebody a haircut for a body-altering surgery. Which now that I'm thinking about it, how does it even... Because they tell John Travolta that he's going to lose his love handles, that they're going to make him physically... How does that work? <sighs> Movie magic? I guess... I I don't know. I think they just sucked all the fat out of him. Did they just give him lipo? And yeah. they're like... it's. <laughs> It's new age and cool. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just which, liposuction. Which means for Nick Cage's character, they had to inject human fat into his body. And he was mad about it. <laughs> he doesn't want to look like John Travolta. Let's really briefly talk about penis size. So <laughs> when John Travolta says that he hates being in that body, we can elude that John Travolta has a smaller – like that Sean has a smaller you penis think, than Caster. You think that's Caster. what he's talking about Yes, which means that they both had penis surgery. See, that's my question is he keeps talking about how he's going to have sex with his wife and that's like a huge point for him. It's a huge thing that he holds over him. And I was like, would she be able to tell the difference? Unless, Unless they, they had penis swapped surgery. penises. Did that happen? <laughs> Because they explain every other part of the surgery, and I feel like that would be very important, and they don't say anything. Why would they go to painstaking lengths to make every other part... Pun intended. Ooh. (laughs) To make every other part of their bodies look like how they're supposed to, and not do reconstructive surgery what on if, their on their dicks. What if Sean didn't, because he just, like, assumed he wasn't going to need it, <laughs> but then Castor did... Because he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm about to go see his wife and she needs to believe it. <laughs> and so now they both just have like tiny. <laughs> it would explain why they're so mad. They're angry. Um, 
men's main motivation is yeah. sex. So that's what we can assume. What else? Um. Oh, we need to talk about the face thing. Okay. The face thing. Oh, the brushing of the fingers? The, what, what another podcast might call a face waterfall. <laughs> Have you ever heard about this? When they did Face Off on How Did This Get Made, they coined the term face waterfall no. for what happens. So if you've seen the movie, you know that a family thing that the archers do to each other is brush each other's is faces literally just take their f- fingers and lightly drape it over their faces also castor troy is a butt man <laughs> like oh because he keeps grabbing people's he butts he loves a butt he really does at least twice <clears throat> this happens and it is such a joy to him speaking of the weird creepy like sexual scenes did you think the daughter ain't was it amy Jamie? Jamie. Do you think that she was kind of into her dad when he, like, came in and was all like, oh, sorry, excuse me, let me just, I'm just here to grab some <laughs> cigarettes. Daddy's got a new bag. Like, do you think that she was like, is my dad going to fuck me and am I going to? Here's the thing is that Castro makes such a big deal in that first scene of being like, how's your peach? Is she ripe? Ugh. First of all. First of all, you're skipping the best part was when he gets on the private jet and he says to the, the secret FBI flight attendant. <laughs> yeah. If I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? That's truly the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. She fully goes for it and then two seconds later is like, freeze, FBI! <laughs> no, honey, you wanted that. <laughs> um, also, there's a scene in this movie in which um, John Travolta has handed a zip disc. Oh, yeah. How many memories did that bring back? I love me a zip disc. <laughs> like... I thought that was like <laughs> the pinnacle of technology well, because you had to buy like a set guys. Yeah. Well, when it replaced the floppy disk and they were like, you can fit so much more on a zip disk. You could like, fit like 500 more megabytes or something. I like think that. everybody was like, yes. But you had to buy like a special yeah. drive and it like went in like a VCR or something like that. Like, it was go because down it was like bigger. It was chunkier. It was something more substantial to it. I remember my dad buying them and being like giving one to me and my brother and being like, you each have a zip disk. Put put all of your files on this disc. <laughs> There's probably some great pros on oh, there. Oh, God. Okay. Would you remake this movie? 100% I would. Yeah. I would make it this way, too, like a gender-reversed, I don't want to say female version, but just I would want to see women, yeah. like, action actors do It would this. be a really fresh take. Yeah. For sure. Okay, guys. That's it for us this week on The Boot. If you like this podcast, please check out our next podcast, our future podcasts, our past podcasts. Tell your friends. Please rate. Please subscribe. Kenna, where can the people find us online? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on social media at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find us individually, separately, because we are both locked up in magnetic boot prison at Kinetrent and at Flimby. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.
little boys, wee wee room.